the Jesus and Joe podcast. My name is Georgia, and I am so excited that you are here. Through this podcast, I want to be able to encourage you, to hype you up, and to get you excited on God's truth. I can't wait to just have these precious moments with you. So, girlfriend, I don't think you're ready for this one, but let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Jesus and Joe podcast. I am your host, Georgia Gust, and it is good to be here with you guys today. Before we go into a podcast episode I am so excited about, um, I put this poll on my Instagram story asking what you guys wanted to hear, and the results were crazy. Y'all wanted to hear this so bad, so I am excited to finally share this with you and just to... And I'm excited to invite you into what God has showed me. I think a lot of us, I mean, me included, when I would look at like Sadie Robertson or Janine Amapola or Maddie Pruitt or Lisa Turkers or, or Turk, I can't say her name, or um, any of those like kind of like those Christian influencers, I always kind of expected their lives to be quote perfect. Like they have it nailed down. They know what they're talking about. Like this is it. It's real. Like they are perfect. They don't need to have any more backup. Like they don't have to go through what I'm going through, all this kind of stuff. But I always thought that like the influencers just have, have a perfect life and they're able just to speak on this with confidence. But it's just like, they're able to speak about these topics because they've gone through them. And so I am excited to share with you this message because this is something I've actually gone through not even like a week ago. Like this is something God's really laid on my heart and I'm so excited to let you in on what he is trying to share and know that we are stressed out sisters together. I mean, like I am all in the same boat with you guys and it is great. It is good, but we are going to be less stress after this podcast episode because we're going to know where we can actually find peace, where and who we can find peace in. Before we jump into it, I want to go over a couple of announcements with you guys because it's the beginning of 2023. We are excited for all the new things that God has in store for the Jesus and Joe ministry. So first things first, speaking engagements. Yes, I speak. I go places and I would love to speak to your sorority, to your youth group, to your church, anything like that. So if you ever are in the need of a speaker or anything like that, know that you can just email me at info at georgiaguest.com and I will have that also in the description below. But I would love to meet you guys. I would love to share with you more about my heart and maybe even do a little book signing. I would love to do that. So if you would like a speaker or are interested in even like sending me over to your church, please email me. I would love to get into contact with you. The second thing, I got to do emails. I think that um, emails are fun. I do. And I like sending little like happy emails and little happy notes um, to your email inboxes. And so if you haven't already, go to georgiaguest.com. Sign up to be a part of like my email newsletter subscriber list. And yeah, I write every single one of them, guys. Every single one. So I don't have a team. I don't. It's literally just me and Jesus. So here we go. So go ahead and sign up for those so you can get some happy mail. And last but not least, don't forget to follow and comment and like this podcast. It literally takes two seconds. But this would just make sure that 
you never get to miss an episode. You get to always know Georgia is now chit-chatting with me, and I want to be a part of it. So make sure you go ahead, like this episode, share it with a friend. Let's all be less stressed out together today, because this episode is going to be something amazing. So... Without further ado, guys, that was all my intros. If you haven't already, follow me on all my social media platforms. We got TikTok, Instagram, all the things. So go out and do that. But now on to the good stuff. Here we go. So if you are new to the Christian faith or you have been a Christian your entire life, you will or you have heard this verse, Psalms 4610. Be still and know that I am God. It is the thing that you will see in a Christian mother's home. You will see it on the walls. You will see it on an you will see it on an Instagram post that a person likes to post about. You will see it in someone's bio. This is a verse that is so popular in the Christian faith. And I want to tell you why. Because this verse is repeated so often, but I think it's time to stop just repeating it, but believing it. There's such a difference between knowing who Jesus and Jesus is and believing who Jesus is. So today I want to be able to take this verse. We're going to repeat I'm going to repeat it today over and over and over again because I don't want us to just know it. I want us to actually believe it. There's so much power in these eight words. Be still and know that I am God. I want to take us into where we're at right now. And I, you know, was looking at my little analytics the other day, and I can see that a lot of college girls love to listen to the Jesus and Joe podcast, which, hello, shout out to you. If not, love that you're here because this can also relate to you as well. I feel like in this day and age, we are so consumed by what's going on. And what's going on becomes our main thought. It could be a fear that we're having. It could be an emotion we're feeling. It could be something going on in our lives. But we have so much that we are consumed with. And if it's something like troubles, stress, fear, anxiety, distress, anything like that, we fall back on things and on people who can give us peace and distract us immediately from what's actually going on. And I'm saying this because that's what I do, which needs to change. And I have changed my habits with that. But I think that there just needs to be a shift. And if we start doing it now, we will see why the Lord says to be still and to know who he is. I'm going to share with you three different stories. They're quick, I promise. But three different stories. And I want it to be able to relate to you in a way. because. All these three stories come back to three main topics, and I know that all of us go through these. Stress, worry, and anxiety. They are three battles, three main different battles that our mind fights maybe once a day, maybe a couple times a week, maybe once a month, or maybe every single hour. I'm not sure. But the reason why I want to share with you these kinds of stories is because I know how you feel. I've been in your shoes and I want to share with you how I've been able to change and what I've done to see that there are five ways that you can be still and know who he is. So the main one, stress. I know every single hand would be up if I said, who is stressed? What is going on in someone's life? And being stressed is, I feel like, 
kind of like a social norm these days. Like I know that there is something each of us are stressed about, whether it's that exam that you have at the end of the week, a task you have to get done for work, or maybe it's just like a bunch of stuff that's on your plate and you don't even know where to start. That was me this week. I have so many things on my plate and I was so stressed out. Like I remember just like talking to my dad last week and I'm like, dad, like I just don't even know where to start. I don't even know what to do. Like this is just too much for me. And as I was thinking of like my habits of like, what do I do when I'm stressed out? Maybe you guys can relate with me, but I go on my phone. I try to find something to distract me from what's stressing me out. I usually go on TikTok. I mean, I do. And I see a funny video. I go, ha ha. And then I see, oh, 20 minutes has passed. And I'm already, you know, way behind on this. And I should have been studying or doing this task way earlier. But being stressed is something that I feel it consumes us daily. It does. And I don't want this phone to be a distraction for us anymore. Or a lifeline or something that we have to have for us to be distracted from this emotion that we are feeling. The second emotion that I feel like we feel like a lot is worried. When someone is in pain, when we're not sure what our plan is anymore, when we don't know what's coming out on the other side of the bend, like we just don't know, so we start getting worried. When I get worried, when Georgia gets worried, I usually would call somebody. I would call somebody. I would pick up the phone and bless their hearts. I would be like, hey, this is what's going on and I'm freaking out. When I was in college, I it was my senior year and I remember every single day for an entire semester, guys, and that, that's a long time, I would call my dad. Bless his heart. He is just the best man ever. But I would call my dad and we talked a little bit about like what's going on, but then I would always unload my worry to him. I didn't know what I was doing after college. I had no stinking clue. And I was so stressed out about it. And I was so worried because I'm like, I have been here for four years trying to figure out the one thing I'm supposed to do that carries me out into the rest of my life. And I can't figure it out. I'm supposed to be graduating in a couple weeks and I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing or if even anyone's going to hire me. Like, it is so scary. (laughs) And instead of calling that person on speed dial, I switched it up because the Lord really put a message on my heart. He's like, I'm right here. Let me be the one on speed dial. Let me be the person that you want to call first. And I'm not saying that God can't use people because I know the Lord used my dad. I know he did. But there's something different when you go to Jesus first with your worries and your stress. Because he's the one who's able to take that burden off of you and to replace it with peace. People are great and they will tell you everything you want to hear. But the Lord is able to take your worry and to replace it with something that can actually give you revitalization and energy and motivation to keep on going. When you don't know what's coming around the corner, you know him. You know who is the author. You know who is on your side. You know who has your future in his hands. And the third emotion I feel like we feel like a lot is anxiety. Now, 
maybe you were like me, but I didn't really know what anxiety was for a really long time. I thought it was just like a fancy word for stress, but oh my goodness, it is not. <laughs> anxiety is something that I've, I have felt recently. It was last year and it's something I've never experienced before. And I feel for the people who have anxiety. And But what I want to let you know is that anxiety, I truly feel like what happened, like this is what happened for me. So for me, anxiety is something where I feel completely out of control. That's when anxiety comes and anxiety attacks and all that fun stuff. But I would think every thought that would just lead to a pit of fear. Every single thought known to man, like I had, I had the terrible habit of always thinking something and always thinking the worst. It was terrible. It was like an awful habit. But what happened was, is that last year, almost about this time last year, my dad had a seizure. And if you know me, like my dad is like my person. I love my parents. I love my dad. Like my dad and I are just like the same person, like personality wise, we're like twins. But, um, whenever you see one of your favorite people in pain and completely not conscious and you're trying to talk to them and to associate with them, but they're not responding, that's not fun. It's not fun at all. And so I had a lot of anxiety from that and just seeing my dad in that state, but also thinking like, if I wasn't there, what would happen? Anxiety is not fun. It is not. But Psalms 4610 was the verse that got me through that season of my life and to get me over these battles of anxiety and fear and worry and stress like I am able to stand here and say these are the ways that you can be still and you can know this and you can conquer this and you can get through this stress and all of this because God's peace is so real so real so let me share with you just five ways on how to be still. And for the longest time, y'all, and I want to just burst this little myth. I always believed that being still is literally just like sitting on your bed and just staring at the ceiling and just, okay, like I'm still, I'm still Lord. I'm doing exactly what you told me to do in this verse is just be still. Uh, no, that that's not it. Um, But let me share with you a couple ways that you can be still and you can include it in every single day of your life. Because I know, I know anxiety, stress, and worry are something so real, and we battle these things daily. So I'm praying that these little five ways will be something that you write down, something that you will remember whenever you are getting worried, just to have these in your back pocket, pull them out whenever it's time. The first one, y'all, it's like, these are so plain and simple too, like it's crazy. But the first one, how to be still and know that he's God, be quiet. I know. It's literally like, wait, excuse me? Yeah, be quiet. So many of us have thoughts that just lead to another, which lead to another, which lead to another. I looked up on Google and I was like, how many thoughts does a human think every single day? And I want you to kind of think like, hmm, how many would it be? You have your number? Okay. It's 70,000 thoughts a day. 70,000 thoughts go through your sweet little mind every single day. A way to be still is just to be quiet. Turn off the thought for just a moment. When you start getting onto that path 
that just leads down to the pit of fear, just stop. Let that thought just go to him. Let him be the one on speed dial. Let that thought go to the one who is able to take that thought and change it and to replace it with peace. Being quiet does not mean I'm hopeless. There's nothing that I need to be worried about or, oh, like all my worries are gone. Like I'm fine. No, like being quiet is just being with God. So being quiet could be something that looks like just turning off your music on your way to work and just being quiet and not having a thought on your mind. Being quiet could be just before you go to sleep, when you say your prayers, you're able just to take a moment out of your prayer and say, God, just fill me with your presence. The Lord wants to speak with you and the Lord wants to take these burdens off of you. The Lord is so gracious and he's there. He just wants to quiet your mind. So let him do it and just be quiet. The second way to be still is to start waiting. I know you were not expecting that, but to start waiting. I know many of us, and me included, we're all waiting on something. Whether it's an important piece of information that will determine the rest of our lives, um, whether it's that special someone, or whether it's those friends that you've been praying for for a super long time, you just haven't seen them yet. Waiting on God is not easy. It's not. But there is something so fulfilling and seeing the work that he is doing that leaves us, all of us, in awe and in wonder. I remember not feeling like I had a purpose for a really long time. And I would pray all the time saying, God, I want to see what you want me to do. What's my calling? What is this? What's the purpose of my life? What am I supposed to be doing? And it was a prayer I said for a really long time. And I felt like I was waiting on God for a long time. But as soon as he answered and showed me what I was supposed to do, it not only was just a realness for me and knowing what can happen when you just have faith in Jesus, but it was something that everyone else that was praying for me celebrated in as well. There's something so cool when you see God's once-in-a-lifetime opportunity or God's completely like out of this world realness and all these things just be so alive right before your eyes instead of just trying to jump to the next chapter start waiting on him it's not you being lazy it's you being faithful the third way to be still this one lines up right with number two but it's to stop planning for a second I know, I know all the girls that were like, I have my plan, I have all my colored pencils, like I just wanna be able to plan and let set my whole life up for the timelines of everything, all that kind of stuff. I was like you at one point, I get it, I know. But guys, let's be real for a second. When I tried to plan my five year plan, I would get stressed out if one of those things that I planned for didn't happen. And it wasn't something that I couldn't control. I can't, you know, I, I couldn't do some of the things in my five-year plan because so many other things had to happen beforehand. But a way to be still in the planning 
is that you know the author. You know the author. Let him take the pen out of your hand and let him write you a story that has never been done before. A man has never seen before his eyes. Like this is a story so unique because he's written it just for you. You can't create it. Only God can. So let all of your little plans, all of your little timelines and all those little things, I want you to know that his timeline is perfect for you. So perfect. Your future has been planned and set before you were even born. What will happen, it will happen in his timing. And I'm sorry, but there's no if, ands, or buts. Like God's timing is perfect. It is so perfect. And something that I started doing with just being still and knowing who, what his plan was, is I actually kind of took a step back from saying, I want this now and seeing it from God's point of view. And I said, God, why can't this happen now? And he would show me, Georgia, this is what's happening in your life right now. This is what I want you to do well in your life right now. This is what I've set before you and I want you to tackle it. And I want you to do what I've called you to do in this moment. God can do a lot right now with where you're at, and he is going to do a lot with where you're at. So be expectant. Let him work. Let him show you what he has in store for you. And be still in that. Be still in that reality and in that truth. Number four, a way to be still and know that he is God is just to lay it all down. And I'm talking everything. I'm talking Every desire, every dream, every worry, every stress, every anxiety, cast it all to his feet. Just just put it there. For a long time, I always thought, okay, if I let go of everything that I am, I'm going to be left with nothing. That's not the case. (laughs) When I laid down everything... God gave me everything and so much more because it wasn't my desires anymore. It was his desires for my life. It wasn't my dreams anymore. It was his dreams he had for my life. When I laid down all my stress and my worries and my anxieties, God gave me something so much more that could help me. He gave me peace. He gave me clarity. He gave me rest. He gave me redemption. He gave me these things that make me who I am today. And so many need to believe just to be still and just to know that he is God because he's able to take these from you and to give you something so much better. I want you to lay it down. And I want you to know that when you lay it down, you're laying it in front of the God who knows and loves you more than you could ever know. There's a verse in Psalms 103. If you haven't read that chapter, it's amazing. But it talks about how God's love is so faithful to his children. There's not a moment where his eyes haven't left left yours. There's not a moment where his hand has never been holding on to yours. There's not a moment he's forgotten. There's not a moment he has ever done a mistake in your life. God loves and knows you. Let your desires become his. Let everything you are become a replica, be something that makes him joyful because it will only make you excited to see what he has in store. This is why he wants you to be still so he can show you what he wants. 
and there's nothing better. There is nothing better than being used by God. I've tried. I've tried to find it, but guys, there is nothing better. There is nothing better than it. And number five, if you haven't heard anything from this podcast, I want you to hear this part. Being still and knowing he is God, a way you can do it, recite the names of God and believe them. There is power in each one of the names he is used to describe him. And they should never be taken lightly. God, Jesus is the most powerful name in the world. Jesus is the name that can cast out demons. It's the name that can give you redemption. It's the name that causes us to be redeemed and children of God. He is the light of the world. He is able to put darkness to shame and to let it go away. He is the one that can remove guilt, shame, and distress. He is the one who's able to be, he's just, he is not just only our Lord and Savior, but he's also your friend. This is the Jesus that lives inside of you and wants only the best for you. These names are something so much more than these names these world, this world will ever, ever say. But Jesus is the most real name and the real deal, guys. It is sovereign, and guys, it, they never change. They never change. These names last forever. And the names of God are the ones that are written over him and he's able to give you the benefits of the name being still and knowing he is god to be quiet and to know who he is i read another translation of psalms 46 10 and it's actually in my bible and it says this stop fighting and know that he is god let go let go of it all and know who he is. He's your God and he's right there. Before we go, you know what we do here on the Jesus and Joe podcast is we pray. Our days are crazy. And I want you to know that there is somebody out there praying over you and for you. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord Almighty, I'm so grateful that we know who you are. We're able to take rest in the name of Jesus, Lord, and we're able to just drop all that we have and we're able to give it to you because you're the one who's strong enough to take it. We were never meant to fight these battles on our own, Lord, but we're able to give them to you. God, you care for us so much. If only we were able to comprehend how much you care for us. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your faithful love. Thank you for seeing us. Thank you for knowing us. God, we're not worthy. We are not worthy to know you as our king. But God, thank you for letting there be a way where we do. Jesus, we believe you in the names. God, we believe that you're able to take these stress and these battles, Lord. And I just pray over this listener that whatever she is going through, God, give her rest. Give her peace. 
let these lies that she keeps on telling herself or these thoughts that just keep on being led to the pit of fear be completely put to rest. Lord, let her know that she is your daughter and you are a good God and Heavenly Father. Lord, we love you so much and thank you so much for this time that we've had with you today. It's your name that I pray. Amen. If y'all are ever needing anything, know that I'm always one DM away. I love you guys so much, and I hope you have a great day.